Welcome to the Access Church Podcast. Well, you know what? Today is a very special day. Who knows what today is? Other than Sunday, other than the Lord's Day, you know what today is? A lot of people don't know this, that the first Sunday after Labor Day is National Grandparents Day. Let me just ask, do we have any grandmas and grandpas in the house? Any abuelos y abuelas in the house? Well, you know, today is a day that we choose to honor and bless them. And so we've been going through this sermon series called Blessed. And today we want to honor and celebrate all of the abuelos and the abuelas. I mean, can you imagine we would never have Abuelita Chocolate if it was never for an abuela? So, I mean, what would we do when it would get cold and rainy outside? So we have so many grateful things to be, uh, things to be grateful for. And, and today we're going to talk about the blessing of grandparents. You know, many churches, they, they observe Father's Day and Mother's Day, but very rarely do you see a church observe National Grandparents Day. You know, but I believe in, in many ways that Grandparents Day is just as important as Father's Day and Mother's Day, because literally without grandparents, we would not be here, right? They had to have children so that the children could have children. And so today is National Grandparents Day, but a lot of people don't even know that. A lot of people don't know uh, even how it got started. But there was a lady by the name of Marion McQuaid back in the 60s and the 70s, and she started a five-year campaign. Now, Now, she was a grandma. She had 15 children. She had 40 grandchildren and eight great-grandchildren. And this was just in 1973. So who, who knows how many she's got now. But uh, she made it her life work. And she began to petition Congress to establish National Grandparents Day. And so back in 1973, the first Sunday after Labor Day was, was chosen to be National Grandparents Day. And, and they chose the fall because it symbolized the autumn years of life. It was a changing of the seasons. And, you know, grandparents, especially within our Latino culture, have always played an important role in the development and the nurturing of, of their grandchildren. And, and I believe especially in the area of faith. Is there anyone here today in church because you had a praying grandmother or grandfather. Anybody here today can show some love because you had a praying grandmother or grandfather. I, I know that I am a, a, a product of a praying grandmother. My, my, both my dad's mom and my mom's mom were, were powerful women of prayer, women of God. And I remember going to visit my, my grandma. Her name was, we would call her Grandma Mamie Manuelita. And every night at 10 o'clock, after the 9.30 news, she had to watch the news. First, it was her stories as the world turns and all those things. And then later on, she'd do her housework, cook dinner, and she'd watch the, the, the news. And every night at 10 o'clock, she would go into the restroom 
and she would begin to pray. And I remember those, those summer vacations, hearing her night after night, without fail, going into the restroom, and she would begin to call out to God for her children and grandchildren, nieces and nephews. And there's no doubt that those prayers are still being heard today. She was praying for her great-grandchildren that were not even, not even uh, in existence yet. And so she was, she was a praying grandmother. And on my mom's side, my mom's, uh, my mom's mom, she was a powerful woman of prayer. She, she was a woman that believed God uh, in, you know, for everything in her life. She was widowed at the age of 41, and, and, and essentially she had to just rely on God. And I remember after my, my, my dad's mom went to be with the Lord in, in 1990, my dad had a conversation with my grandfather. Now, my grandpa was never a, a, a very religious or devout man. He, out of his own mouth, admitted that he went to church only to be with my grandma because grandma was fine, right? So, so... So he's like, that's the only reason he would go to church. It was just for grandma. He was never very religious, you know. And I remember going to church when we'd go visit them in Denver, Colorado. He would, he would sit in the bench, put his Bible open on his lap. At least he took a Bible, and he'd put it down, and he'd act like he was reading, but he'd go to sleep. I was like, Grandpa, you ain't fooling anybody. Everybody can hear you snoring, okay? But I guess he thought he could fool the pastor, and he would, every without fail, open up, you know, to whatever scripture. And he'd put on his lap, and he'd go to sleep. And then after that, we do what all grandparents do. You go to the local buffet, right? Grandparents love buffets. It's, it's definitely quantity over quality, but that's where they, you know, they, they, they like to go and we would go and they would love, Miko, you can get whatever you want and get this and get that. I loved it too. So we would do that. And, and I remember that after grandma passed away, that my dad had a conversation with my grandfather and said, look, you know, grandma was the one that would pray for us and intercede for us, and grandma's no longer here, so now you have to take up that role. You have to take up that, that place, and, and, and I don't know, but there was, there was something that happened in, in my grandpa's heart. There is something that, that happened in him that he took that that role and that responsibility so uh, uh, so seriously, and and it's almost like from that moment he vowed that he would pray for us, and and he made a vow and a commitment to God that he would not leave his bedroom before he he went to the Lord in prayer, before he would thank God for giving him the breath of life, and before he would pray for us, his children and his grandchildren, and then his great grandchildren. And I remember also, you know, going to visit his house and. Every morning, like clockwork, you know, he would pray. And Grandpa was one of those, those, those guys that if you didn't cry, then church wasn't good. Like, if you cried, then God was in the place. And he's like, mijo, oramos y lloramos. And like, that was like the ultimate. We prayed and we cried. And so he would literally cry and he would pray. And, 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 and I remember like clockwork, he, he would do that. And there was one time that we were actually on, on vacation. We were out in the mountains of uh, Chama, New Mexico. And we were staying in, in a cabin with him, and we got up early. We were going to go to breakfast, and we were all excited about going to breakfast. And we, we got to the restaurant, and my grandpa started crying. And I'm like, 
Grandpa, what's, what's wrong? He's like, I failed. I promised God that I would never leave my room without praying. And I got, I, I got up and I got dressed and I forgot to pray. And he was brokenhearted because he felt like he had failed God. He had failed and, and failed does. But the problem was that he did pray. He just had forgotten. And I was like, no, Grandpa, you did. I remember. I, I, heard, you, I, I heard you praying and, and I heard you, you know, seeking God. He goes, I did. I said, yes, you, you, you took care of business. So go ahead and eat your, your bacon and eggs. We're, we're all good. And, 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 but it, it was amazing how he understood that his prayers were powerful and how he took that, that commitment so seriously. And up until the point, he lived until he was 99 years old. And, uh, and up until the point where he no longer could pray every morning like clockwork, he would pray for us. And so I'm here to tell you, Grandma and Grandpa, you know what? There might not be much that you can do, but you can definitely pray for your children and your grandchildren. And so many of us here today have the legacy and the inheritance of faith in Jesus Christ because there was a grandmother and a grandfather who broke generational curses of alcoholism, who broke generational curses of divorce, who broke generational curses of poverty, who broke generational curses of sin. And because they paid a price, you and I no longer have to pay that price. All of my, my cousins and my uncles on my dad's side grew up as non-functioning alcoholics. But because grandma was fine, and grandpa liked fine, God broke a curse. And now my father nor myself or my children are ever going to have to fight the demon of alcoholism in our family because there was a brave man and a brave young woman that were willing to pay that price. You know, one of the best examples of the important influence of a grandparent in scripture is, is Lois, Timothy's grandmother. And, and her influence was so profound and so great that even Paul, when he writes in 2 Timothy 1.5, he, he's, he, he's talking to his, his spiritual son, Timothy, and he's saying, I remember your genuine faith. That faith, you, you share the faith that first filled your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. See, the genuine faith that Paul found in, in Timothy w was, was able to be traced all the way back to his grandmother Lois. And unfortunately, today we live in a culture that promotes youthfulness and denies the importance of the elderly. But did you know that the Bible calls us to honor the aged? In Leviticus 19.32, it says, stand up in the presence of the elderly and show respect for the aged. Fear your God, I am the Lord. I mean, how much clearer can you get? How much clearer? And here at Axis Church, you know, we are living up to our vision of being a multicultural, multi-generational church family. And in fact, we are one of the only churches that has a ministry specifically focused on meeting the needs of those that are in 55 years and up 
And, and we like to call it our Access Plus Fellowship. And when we came up with that name, the reason why God gave me that name Access Plus, I said, because there's still so much more for you to do in life. There's still much more that God has for you. And as, as long as we continue Access Church, we will always be a church that honors and recognizes the foundation that was laid by those who came before us. You know, when we founded Access Church, I remember having a conversation with, with Matt. It was on a, on, a, on a Thursday afternoon. We had just finished cleaning him. He and I would go and, and, and clean the church and get it, get it ready for midweek Bible study. And we were having a conversation. And I remember I, I began to share with him what God showed me, that it was because men like Pastor Mike Gary, Matt's dad, that came to a city and a community that would knock on doors and, 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 and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not lost on me that the success that we have is, 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 is only because someone else laid a foundation. Someone else was willing to pay a price. Someone else was willing to do what we weren't able to do. And I've heard stories of Pastor Mike Gary knocking on the door of, of some random person's house and they'd open the door and they'd close it on him because they didn't want to hear from an, an evangelical pastor. And, and Pastor Mike Gary was gangster. He'd go back the next day. Let me tell you, if that was me, I would have quit. Okay, God, it's not your will. I won't. They don't love you. I'm not doing. But because he was willing to be persistent and perseverant, he was able to lay a foundation. And let me tell you, if it wasn't for those that have gone before us, those that have, have laid a foundation of, of faith in this community, Axis Church would not be able to do what Axis Church is doing. Can we honor those, those servants of the Lord, those that went before us today with a hand clap of gratitude? Pastors like Pastor Mike Gary, Dallas Cawson, those that laid a foundation of faith in this community. We are literally standing on the shoulders of those that came before us. And so today we want to honor our grandparents. We have a, we're going to pray for you. We're going to bless you. We're going to honor you. And we have a little, a, a, a little gift for you. But you know what? I believe that, that being a grandparent has to be exciting. I can imagine, you know, getting any news that would be more exciting than the fact that you are going to be a, a, a grandparent. In fact, you know, being a grandparent, you know, brings dramatic changes in a person's life. There are so many things that change when people become grandparents. Like all of a sudden, grandparents now have time. When they were parents, they didn't have time for anything. But now that they're grandparents, sure, Miko, bring the kids by. No, sure, I'll watch them. No, I, I'm not doing anything on Saturday. No, go ahead and bring them by. Like all of a sudden, now they had, when they were parents, they didn't have time for anything. We have some friends that are pastors in Austin and before, come and visit us. No, we're just so busy. Now every second I see on Facebook, they're boarding a plane to Arizona. Why? Because the grandkids are in Arizona. I said, I thought you didn't have time to travel and visit. But things change. When you become a grandparent, things change. And, and, and all of a sudden, you, you have, you know, more time and, 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 and things happen. And, you know, I, I remember hearing a story about this lady sitting next to a man on an airplane. And, and she talked for two hours about all eight of her grandchildren. 
She pulls out the phone. Isn't it crazy when grandparents have a phone and they spend 10 minutes looking for one picture? I know it's here somewhere. They're like finding that one. Here, can you help me find that picture? Because they love showing pictures of their grandkids. And so this lady is sitting on the plane and she pulls out her phone and she's showing the, the pictures to this stranger, has no clue, probably not even interested, about eight of her grandchildren and talking. And after two hours, she finally stopped and realized that she had dominated the whole conversation. She said, oh, I've done all the talking and I'm so sorry. I don't want to do all the talking. Is there anything you'd like to ask me about my grandchildren? <laughs> right? Don't grandparents love to talk about their grandkids? You know, another change that parents experience when they become grandparents is that their perspectives and their priorities change. Isn't it amazing how those actions that were once deemed unacceptable and inappropriate are now the cutest thing that they've ever seen. Doesn't that just trip you out as, as a parent now that you see your parents applauding and look, mijo, look, he's so cute. You're like, mom, you used to ground me for two weeks for doing that. Yeah, but it's cute when they do it. And even now, I, I see my parents, and, and I'll look at them as they look at their grandkids, and now they have great-grandkids, and, and, and I'm sitting there like, really? Like, you know, before, I would be messing with things and making a mess, and I would get yelled at, I'd get disciplined, you know, I'd get spanked, and they're sitting there watching the kids destroy stuff, and grandma and grandpa say, oh, it's just things. Back then, it's like, do you know those things cost money? Do you know how much I had to pay for those things? And now as a grandparent, it's just things. It's all replaceable, right? Or that doesn't happen with your, your grandkids. No, it's just, I mean, it's just things. Oh, sh I got it on sale at Marshall. It's okay. I'll just go get another one. And you... In the past, would break one glass. You had, a, you had a set of eight, you break one, and now what are we going to do? Now what are we going to do? Now I got to go buy a whole new set. But now the grandkids break one glass. It's just things, mijo, right? So things change. And they say that with age comes wisdom. In fact, you know, I think that's why perspectives and priorities change because you begin to see and know as you get older what is valuable. But, but grandkids love, grandparents love to talk about their grandchildren. They love to show them off. And you know what? Grandkids and grandparents are blessing. Look at what the book of Proverbs says in Proverbs 17, verse 6. It says, grandchildren are the crowning glory of the aged. Parents are the pride of their children. But I mean, it's amazing that even in Scripture, the Bible addresses every relationship, every situation. And he's telling us that, that the reason why grandparents are so amazed and so in awe of, of their children is because they understand that the grand, grandchildren are like a crown to them. That's why they love their grandkids. They, they love to, to spend time with their grandkids. So we talked about the excitement of being a grandparent. Let's talk about the example of grandparents. See, as parents and grandparents, the Bible admonishes us in Ephesians 6.4 to bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. 
That is a responsibility that we as parents have. We are to teach them biblical values. We are to teach them biblical truth. We are to teach them about God. And, and the Bible says that we have that responsibility as parents, but also as grandparents. You, when you look at that word nurture in the Greek, that word in the Greek is padilla, which means tutoring, disciplinary co correction, chastisement, or instruction. It means that we as, as parents and grandparents, we have a responsibility to continue you to teach our children and our grandchildren the things of the Lord. And, and this same function or this, this, this same word nurturing is the same thing a mother does for her for her, her child in, in the physical, the same way that she feeds him physically to make sure that the child has the physical nutrition. We as, as parents and grandparents, we need to do the same thing in the spiritual life. It's not just enough to pass down the legacy of cooking and family recipes or, or of sports or af athletics. We have a responsibility to hand down the legacy of faith to our children and our grandchildren. As parents and grandparents, we are to love our children, but we also are to give them the good spiritual nutrition that they need so that they can grow and be mature in Christ. As parents and grandparents, this is exactly what we are going to have to stand and give God account for. There are very few things that you're going to have to give account for, but when you get to the judgment seat of Christ and you stand there, God is going to hold you accountable for what you taught your children and your grandchildren. The question is, have we nurtured our children and our grandchildren in the ways of the Lord? You know, and this is one of the areas where you as a grandparent maybe say, well, there's not much I can do. They only visit once a week or they only visit once a month or once a year. I don't have much time. You know, I, I can't really impose my, 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 my disciplinary views or actions. But let me tell you, this is one area where you as a grandparent, you still have the authority to participate and influence your grandchildren's lives. And that is in the teaching of the word of God. Look at what Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 8 and 9 says. It says, And what great nation has decrees and regulations as righteous and fair as this body of instructions that I'm giving you today is talking about the word of God. Verse 9, But watch out, be careful never to forget what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live. And be sure to pass them on to your children and grandchildren. Here God is telling you as a parent, but also as a grandparent, you have the responsibility to teach your children and your grandchildren. This is not just a commandment to parents, but this is a commandment to the grandparents. And, and I love what it says. It says, do not let these memories escape from your mind. Be sure to pass them on. See, before they had the written word, the children of God, they lived hundreds of years without the word. They lived hundreds of years without the word of God. And the only way the words of God would get passed is that grandparents and parents would pass them down to their children. They would talk about God's goodness. They would talk about God's faithfulness. They would talk about how God provided. They would talk about how God healed. They would talk about how God made a way where it seemed to be no way and that's
that's what you and I have to do as parents and grandparents. We've got to talk to our children about God's goodness. We've got to talk to our children about God's faithfulness. You need to tell them how God saved you. You need to tell them how God reached you. You need to tell them when God came through for you, how God healed you. They need to hear their stories. And let me tell you, when they're younger, they might not have much regard for them. But as they get older, they will often come back and say, Mom, Dad, can you tell me that story again? Tell me of when God provided. Tell me when God healed. Tell me about when you got saved. Tell me about when God uh, restored your marriage. Tell me when, uh, about when God did this act in your life. See, you've got to not let those memories escape. Those are the things that need to be passed on from generation to generation. We've got to teach them the word of God. There's another way that God uses grandparents in the lives of their grandchildren. And God uses grandparents to teach the grandchildren how to honor. See, one of the best ways to teach a child is by example. You can tell kids all day with words, but they'll not be able to comprehend what you're trying to teach. But you can definitely show them by example. That is the best way to teach them. And the Bible tells a child to honor his parents to their parents. And what better way to teach a child to honor their mother and father than by mothers and fathers showing honor to their own parents. Be careful how you treat your parents, how you honor or dishonor them. Why? Because your kids are watching and they're going to treat you the way you treat your parents, the way you honor them. They're going to emulate the way you speak to them. They're going to emulate the way you take care of them. And when children grow up seeing how you honor your parents, then they're going to easily understand what it means to honor you as a mother and father. And if there is one thing that I believe that we need to regain back in our culture, is that is the culture of honor, a culture of respect. I'm tired of seeing kids and children who do not know how to honor those in authority. I'm tired of seeing kids who do not know, not know how to respect a teacher in a classroom a teacher's ed, a law enforcement officer, a principal, a cafeteria worker, a janitor, a custodian in a school. We've got to teach our kids how to honor, especially honor those who are older. I see it all the time. Kids come and they're sitting down and their grandparents are standing up waiting for a seat. Let me tell you, that would never happen in my day. My mom would give me the look. And I'd be like, and then the pinch would come in. You know that pinch that goes right in? Y'all know, right? Oh, okay. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We've got to teach our children how to honor. You know what? I believe, and let me just put this out there. I believe that being a teacher today is probably one of the hardest things to do. Why? Because parents will come and yell at you because los hijos son malcriados. Malcriados is the Greek word for. <laughs> Who do you think you are telling my son? No. I remember growing up when I got in trouble at school, I got in trouble at school and I got in trouble at home. I got spanked at school and at home. And in the car. And at home. <laughs> hey, this is my preaching. Get your own church. <laughs> no. 
We've got to teach our children how to honor, honor those in authority, teachers, principals, custodians, law enforcement. We wouldn't have the issues and challenges if we knew how to honor. And let me tell you, especially within the Latino culture, there is a great honor for grandparents and those of the elderly. And that is something that we need to continue to pass down and push down so that our kids know the value of having grandma and grandpa. And if you still have grandma and grandpa around, maybe you still have great grandma and great grandpa around, let me tell you, you need to take value of them. You need to cherish those moments because you won't have them forever. I don't have any of my grandparents anymore. You know what? All I have is their testimonies and their stories. I used to love to hear grandpa tell me how grandma made him go to church. She wouldn't go out with him unless he went to church. And there I was, going to church. I love to hear about how God interrupted my family's genealogy. How God called my great-grandpa Miguel Mays to be one of the first Spanish-speaking pastors in the area of Colorado. And how he established 32 churches as a migrant worker going from farm to farm. In every town, he would establish a church. And let me tell you, some of those churches still exist today. Those are the things that we need to pass down. Those are the things that we need to value. And we need to teach our children how to honor those that are older and those in authority. Can I get a hand clap of praise for that? And it starts here at church. I was talking with Robert a little bit earlier. You know, one of the things that, and let me just get on my soapbox for a little bit that pains me is I remember growing up is that you didn't say curse words in front of women. That was disrespectful to a woman. And now I hear young junior high girls and high school girls talk worse than sailors. I mean, he's like, oh, he cusses like a sailor. Now you say, he cusses like a junior high girl. <laughs> Those of you that work in the school system know that I'm, I'm not joking. I hear it and I'm, and I'm like, Look at how far we've come where you couldn't, it, it was a sign of dishonor and disrespect to, to speak like that in front of a female. And now we have junior high and high school girls talking worse than sailors and truck drivers. No disrespect to our truck drivers. Why? Something has broken down and we have to restore that culture of honor and respect. So we talked about the excitement, the example. Let's talk about the exhortation of grandparents. What can we do or what can I do as a grandparent? I know that many of us can look back and see some of the mistakes we made as, as parents. Grandparents can look back. I know if you had the opportunity, you'd go back and maybe do things differently. But the reality is, is you can't go back. You can't undo your actions and you can't take back your words. But what you can do as a mature believer in Christ is recognize the mistakes you made and try to encourage your children and your grandchildren to not make the same mistakes. And I get it. It's easy 
You know, when you're a parent, oftentimes your, your priorities are different. When, when you're younger, you're a parent, you get, you get so busy in trying to establish a family, to, to earn money, to make a living, to buy a home. And oftentimes we put God and faith on, on the back burner. And it's not that we don't believe in God. It's not that we don't think God is important. We just feel like there are other things that are more important. So we get caught up in making a living. We get caught up in, in, in sports and recreation and vacation and maybe, you know, in, in spending time with, with our friends. And oftentimes we don't give God the place and the priority that they need. And one day our children are going to have to face and eternal judgment, and depending on their action, and depending on the legacy and the things that you taught them, they're going to have to determine, God will determine where they will spend eternity, either in heaven or in hell. But if there's one thing that time and experience shows us, it shows us what is truly important. Remember we talked about those changes that grandparents make, like all of a sudden now they have time, when before they didn't have time for anything is because as you get older, you begin to appreciate the value of time and understand how time is so short. When you were younger and your parents were like, I don't have time, I don't have time. And now it's like, no, bring, bring, bring the grandkids over. No, I have plenty of time. Why? Because now as a grandparent, they know that kids don't stay little forever. That those moments of nurturing and caring for them are, are, are fleeting. They, they, the, the Bible says they're, they're like a vapor. They come and they go. Your children are not going to be young forever. Your grandchildren are not going to be young forever. And as you grow, you begin to see the value of time and you also see the value of opportunity you know one things that i hear parents often say man i wish i would have made more time for the kids i wish i would have made you know going to their band concerts a priority going to their choir concerts going to their 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 football games their soccer game i wish i would have spent more time with them Rather than working and working overtime, trying to make a living. Yes, you're doing it for the family. But let me tell you, things come and go. But your children, your children, you only have those moments for a short time. And as you grow, you see the value of time. And you see the value of opportunity. So what can we as grandparents do? about our failures in the past well there's not much like i said we can't go back we can't change there's a something that that i heard said that the best time to plant a tree was 25 years ago that's the best time to plant a tree was 25 years ago do you know the second best time to plant a tree is today what does that mean that means today you can begin to plant the tree of legacy and faith for your family. So you as a grandparent, what can I do now, pastor? Well, you can do three things. One, you can pray for your grandchildren. We know that the Bible says that God hears our prayers and he answers them. But let me tell you, I don't know what it is, but I believe that God has a soft spot for grandma and grandpa that pray for the grandchildren. I don't know. I believe that those prayers go like in the fast lane. I don't know if they have global entry or century or what, but 
It's like they go straight to the top. There is something powerful when you as a grandma and a grandfather lay hands on your grandchildren and begin to bless them. And I'm not saying, you know, take 30, 40 minutes. You don't have to do what my grandpa did. My grandpa embarrassed us in a restaurant. We were asking him to pray for the food and he starts praying in tongues. So I'm like, no. Just pray for the food. But there's something powerful. A covering and a protection that when you lay your hands on your grandkids and you say, God, bless them. Put your hand of favor, blessing, protection upon my grandson, upon my granddaughter. The second thing you can do is you can encourage them. Man, there's something about when grandma and grandpa cheer you on, right? There's something when grandma and grandpa show up at your games. They show up in life. They go to your birthday parties. Let me tell you, grandma and grandpa, don't ever stop encouraging your grandson or your granddaughter. And number three, you can give them wise counsel. Proverbs 19.20 says, get all the advice and instruction you can so you will be wise the rest of your life. You know what? Let me tell you. If you have the benefit of having grandma and grandpa around, don't take that lightly. Learn from them. Maybe they never made it to the level of education that you did. My, my grandfather made it to the sixth grade. He had to get to work. But there are things in life that school cannot teach you. You can't learn from a textbook or a lecture only time and experience and let me tell you that grandma and grandpa they may not have been able to excel in school maybe they never made it to the college level maybe you're, you're, you're fortunate to have that in your, your family but don't demean or devalue their wise counsel you can learn so much from grandma and grandpa honor them ask them questions Ask about where your family comes from. Ask about where they were born. Ask about, you know, situations in life. Oftentimes, the voice of wisdom will come from grandma and grandpa. And so today, as we get ready to close, we want to honor and bless all of our grandparents. If you're a grandparent, grandma, grandpa, great-grandma, great-grandpa, or a great-great-grandpa, great-great-grandma, Will you do me a favor? Will you stand right where you're at? All the grandparents stand up. Can we show them some love today? And we want to, before, before we dismiss, I want to do something. I'm going to ask you right where you're at to come forward because we want to we pray for you. We want to bless you. And we want to honor you. Can you come forward today? Just stand right here in the front. Don't be shy. Don't be embarrassed. It's not gonna, we're not going to keep you up here too long. Come on, scoot in right here. I know some of you are way too young to be grandparents, but just turn around and face me for a moment. Aren't we so blessed to have so many amazing grandparents? Let's honor, let's value, let's treasure them, church. And we thank you, Grandma and Grandpa. Thank you because...
Grandkids know that when mommy and daddy say no, grandma and grandpa say yes. Thank you for that. So will you do me a favor today? Will you extend your hand as we forward as we bless our grandparents? Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you for these grandparents today. We thank you for the blessing and the gift they are to our families. Lord God, I pray that you would continue to bless them with, with, with health. God, I pray that you would bless them with peace, that you would bless them with joy, that you would bless them with prosperity. Lord God, that they would live the best years of their life, not in pain, not in suffering, not in poor health, but God, that they would, they would live in the joy and the fullness of your blessing and the joy and the fullness of your protection over their lives. God, and so we honor them today, and we say thank you, Jesus, for Grandma and Grandpa. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us, and a special thanks to those who have given to support this ministry. Without you, none of this is possible. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe and share it on social media. Thank you for listening. God bless you.